Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Untold Immigration Podcast. You're here once again with uh, Brian Taylor, Don Rosenberg. We, uh, our schedule has been a little hectic, so our uh, recording hasn't been as consistent uh, as maybe it should be. So I apologize for that. But uh, we're back, which is all that matters. <laughs> so as always, we're here today to um, talk about some crazy stories as it relates to the world of immigration in the United States and talk about the hypocrisy and talk about how certain stories completely go under the radar and how certain topics are completely ignored while other topics are blown way out of proportion. Um, and, you know, we again like to circle it back to immigration and how it relates because whether you like it or not, the immigration laws affect everyone, even if you're not an immigrant and the lack of enforcement of immigration laws affects everybody in, in one way or another. So that's our point today. I think we've got some important stories. I don't want to say they're good stories because unfortunately some of them have sad endings, but we want to talk to them to highlight kind of what's what the reality is and highlight what most news outlets don't talk about. So uh, that being said, Let's uh, turn over to Don here for a second to uh, check in with him, see how he's doing, and then we'll get into these stories. So, how you been, Don? What's new? Well, uh, you know, in, in general, doing fine. Um, you know, locked up like everybody else over yeah. COVID. <laughs> but um, you know, the the last couple of weeks, there's been so many different stories coming out, and I know we're going to talk about uh, the sanctuary story. Yeah. Um, then unfortunately, you know, most of these things never see the light of day. So I'm, I'm really, you know, I guess angry and pissed off is probably the best way to, to describe it because, you know, I see these things and they get ignored and then story. I don't want, I don't want to call a story of anybody getting killed a bullshit story, but a lot of times they're bullshit stories yeah. <laughs> um, and they're made into something they shouldn't be just because again, it, it's, and it all comes back to the same thing is that our media is, has narratives and they don't want to talk about it. And the public suffers by it. Yeah. They, they don't even know they're suffering by it because they don't see this stuff. So, you know, you got me on an angry an angry day so I'll, but i'll let you get into it and then follow along oh well hey that's if hopefully our anger will transfer translate into other people's action um because maybe people realize how serious this is and stop taking all this stuff for granted or maybe they'll pay more attention or maybe they'll go after their elected officials to stop this this nonsense um well that being said, let's get into it because I know we have a couple stories that I, we definitely want to get through. But first story here is this is actually from Fox News. Uh, this actually was published November 30th. And we'll uh, put some links up in our, our show notes to these so you can you can follow along. Um, but again, this is from Fox News. But what we're going to talk about are the facts of the story. So regardless of where this came from, these are the details are easy to prove. So the, the, the sources are relevant. So don't be turned off that it's from Fox, anyone out there that <laughs> maybe doesn't like them, but regardless. 
So headline to this story is San Jose Mayor, Police Chief, Urge County to Change Sanctuary City Policy. That's the headline. And then the subheadline is Fernando Jesus Lopez, a suspect in a stabbing spree that killed two, had been deported three times. Well, as if that's not enough, <laughs> we found out, obviously, he was deported three times, came back to California, came back to Santa Clara County, and eventually ended up in the city of San Jose. And one of the things that I, I learned a long time ago, talking to some of my friends and uh, contacts, Santa Clara County was one of the first uh, official sanctuary counties in California. And what I mean by that is for a long time, Santa Clara County has refused to cooperate with immigration officials long before the laws were actually on the books. And one of my friends had told me one time when they had called, and my friends that work for ICE, um, he had called up to Santa Clara County to try to locate an inmate. And the lady on the phone basically said, once she found out who my friend worked for basically said by county policy, I'm not allowed to talk to you Bye, and hung up. And that call was in regards to a detainer, right? And a detainer is used by ICE to notify counties that there's an alien in custody that they want to make, basically make an arrest on. And Santa Clara County flat out refused to cooperate. And they've been doing this for years. And unfortunately, this has gone unreported. And, you know, news like this kind of is hard to come by, but it happened. Santa Clara County, two people are dead because they were stabbed in a church. And as if any death is, I mean, any death is terrible, but I think this is particularly appalling for a couple, a couple of reasons. One is, how many stories have we heard about people being shot or stabbed in a church? I mean, just by itself, when that event happens, that's a big deal. You know, a church killing or a school killing is almost always national news. And in fact, like we were talking before, how many times have we all heard stories about people being stabbed in France or in England, you know, in many places in Europe when they have a similar attack, someone goes on a killing spree, a knife spree or a, you know, some type of vehicle spree. And we hear about that here in the United States, and that's halfway around the world. But this story went almost unreported out anywhere outside of Fox, and two people are dead, right? And again, it's terrible that when people die, but the guy that committed the murder had been deported three times, right? So ICE had gotten rid of this guy three times, he came back a fourth time, right? And why did he come back, right? Why did he come back to, to San Jose, to Santa Clara County? Well, I mean, we'll probably never know, but I'm going to take a guess that he came back to California because he knew he could, right? So this guy gets deported, comes back, which is another crime in and of itself. It's 8 U.S.C. 1326, which is a, the federal crime that makes it a felony to re-enter the United States after deportation, does that on multiple occasions, comes back. Now, the story doesn't say if he had been arrested before. I'm sure he was. But the, the problem I have with this is these guys know that even if they get deported, 
they can come back. Right. And we don't know what caused this guy to, to go on the, the killing spree. Maybe it was drugs. Maybe he's just crazy. Right. But what's even more appalling as if this isn't bad enough, like we've talked about before, the sanctuary laws on the books are a violation of federal law, at least in, in my opinion. I mean, I, no one has been able to contradict me and tell me that it's not because the law that I'm referring to is 8 U.S.C. 1324. And when you have a county that's flat out refusing to cooperate with immigration officials and they're, actually, they're actively taking steps to allow an alien in their custody to avoid capture, that is a violation of the law. I mean, if I challenge anyone to go out there and read 8 U.S.C. 1324 and explain to me how what California does is not a violation of that law, because just to paraphrase, the law says anyone who aids, harbors, aids and abets, harbors, or allows an alien to evade detection from ICE is guilty of 8 U.S.C. 1324, which carries a criminal penalty and a financial penalty. And there's a subsection to that wherein if an alien commits a crime that ICE had tried to take custody of, there's an additional punishment for that. So not only they're actually violating the law twice over, that it's 8 U.S.C. 1324 and the subsection that refers to um, crimes that are committed by aliens that are protected illegally. So this story went nowhere, which is appalling. Two innocent people were killed in a church. And I think, what was it? Two or three other were stabbed. Um, I forget. I missed the total here, but regardless. Yeah. Three people, three other people or yeah. five, five victims. Yeah. So five, five victims. Thank you. So how easy would it have been for those other three people to have been stabbed to death also? Right. So potentially you could have had five people dead and not that, I mean, that's horrendous. It's horrendous when anyone dies. Anyone, I mean, imagine the horror of being stabbed to death. Right. So two, two churchgoers are murdered. <laughs> cold blood for no reason and it's i mean you can't say for sure obviously but there's a real good chance like i said that this guy came back to california and to santa clara county because he knew he'd be protected and those people are dead and there's no undoing that and for all the talk of separating families and how it's horrible for children to get separated from their parents because their parents got deported well, why don't you go talk to the parents of the victims of this stabbing? Why don't you talk to the kids of these people that were stabbed to death and then tell them that, ask them what they'd rather have. Ask them if they'd rather be separated in another country or have their, their siblings or their spouse or their wives or kids or whatever, whoever they were. Ask them what they'd rather have. Would they rather get deported or would they rather get murdered? So that's why a lot of this, this talk about separating families and, and everything else it's it's a red herring it's irrelevant compared to the consequences of uncontrolled illegal immigration and th this story highlights it perfectly and as we've said before this story isn't the only one if you actually start digging and start doing the research you'll find stories like this almost every day all over the country that go unnoticed that go unreported you know so much so that most people you know, they're convinced that every illegal alien is just just here to work and every one of them has a, a nice, honest family and everyone is here just to, you know, give their kids an education. You know, and a lot of people like to stereotype that all legal aliens are just, 
you know, working at the car wash or their gardeners or their nannies or, you know, whatever the other stereotypes are, but that's not the case, you know, and it's, it's frustrating. It's maddening. And it's, it's all the adjectives because people don't respond to this. And I don't know why, I don't know why this story isn't getting people out in the street. I don't know what it's going to take. They don't know. That's why they're not out on the street because no, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, (laughs) this story other than the, the Mercury news, which is the, you know, local Bay area newspaper. Yeah. Um, no one else in the country reported this story. The local TV stations did, but you know, they, they report on it. You know, it's a three minute report and that's it. And, and I'm not faulting them. That's the nature of their, that, that's the nature of how they, you know, how they conduct news, but newspapers, you know, there's, you, you go through a process and having done this for 15 years myself, right. you know, not, they weren't newspapers, it was, but a magazine, you know, you go through a process, you can't cover everything, but you look and say, what's important to my readers? And, you know, you make a choice. And, and for every, almost every, I'll I'll leave it at almost every new major newspaper in the country to look and, and uniformly say that no stories that deal with crimes committed by illegal aliens yeah. reaches the the level of being reported is outrageous. Yeah. It's criminal and it's it's conspiracy. Yeah. Um because there's I mean all you have to do is look at the paper, any of these papers, you know, whether it's the LA Times, New York Times, Washington Post, whatever, look at some of the stories that are in the, the paper the day after a story like this breaks. Yeah. And like you said, they'll they'll talk about somebody getting knifed in, you know, in Norway or London or France, but they won't talk about somebody getting knifed and murdered um, in the United States. But just, you know, for the listeners to get an idea of, you know, this guy, the the perpetrator um, and then wondering, you know, well, there's lots of things to wonder about why he, you know, wasn't in jail for the rest of his life before this. But okay, so he had right. He had three deportations, came in four times. Here's here's a little bit of the information on his past history. Did you find another story? This this is actually from ICE. Okay, good. <laughs> um, convictions for battery of a spouse. Convictions, not conviction. <laughs> excuse me, plural, not singular, right? Assault with a deadly weapon, inflicting corporal injury on a spouse, battery of an officer and vandalism. That was prior to, to this murder. But then he had some things that happened ahead of this murder as well that, you know, um, I didn't, I didn't know all that, that, that could have done it on, uh, let's see. Okay. So on, on, well, the whole thing, well, the, 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 he was arrested in July of 2019. That was his for inflicting corporal injury on a spouse or cohabitant. Um, on July 18th, let's see, uh, I'm looking, okay, ICE lodged a detainer. Okay. Um, 
But of course, they failed to honor the detainer, uh, Santa Clara, and, and released him without notification to ICE. A month later, <laughs> they arrested him again um, for local, this is local charges. And again, an immigration detainer was filed, but again, they released him without notifying ICE. On June 9th of 2020, <laughs> he, was he was convicted um, of inflicting the corporal injury on the spouse, and they sentenced him to 327 days in jail oh God. Um, and five years probation. So obviously, if you go from June 9th, 327 days hasn't happened yet. Right. <laughs> so he should have been in jail. But on June 26th, again, a detainer was lodged. And again, he was released <laughs> into the community without notification for ICE. So not only did he not serve his 327 days, but they didn't tell ICE. And then on November 22nd, they arrested him, San, San Jose, California Police Department, for two counts of murder, three counts of attempted murder, battery on a spouse, and violation of a protective order. Now, I don't know who, because I haven't seen it in any news stories, I don't know who he killed. Um, I don't know who these people were, other than they were, you know, that they were in a, in a church. Right. But when you look at that and you think how callous... <laughs> Can this county be and the people in this county be, and I'm not talking about the individuals, because again, they don't probably don't even know most of this happened, to let some son of a bitch like this out over and over and over again, and he keeps committing crimes and they keep letting him go. And and unfortunately, the sovereign immunity laws, and I'm not even sure if they're laws, protect these assholes. And the assholes being the, you know, the law enforcement or or county people. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to point a finger at rank and file law enforcement. Then none of this is their fault. They're doing their job. Right. But it's management. And part of the thing is <clears throat> if you go to the, you know, the, the, well, let me back up a little bit. These two people are, at least of what we know, the second and third person to be murdered in Santa Clara County by an illegal alien in the past year um, by somebody who was released. Um, in 2019, a woman named Bambi Larson was, was murdered, um, again, because the Santa Clara county ordinance that they wouldn't cooperate with ICE and they let this person go. So you would think after one person was murdered that the county council would say, well, maybe we need to, you know, be a little more careful of who, who we're releasing. Well, not only were they, and, and there were lots of, well, first of all, the same, the police chief, um, Edgardo Garcia and the mayor, Sam Licardo, both at the prior murder, went to the county council and said, you have to change your policy. And they refused. <laughs> they decided to side with criminals instead of law abiding. And of course, now they've both spoken up again and said, you got to do this. 
I would say we're way past this. I would say that the chief of police and um, a little less on the mayor, I think it's time. I, let me say this, while I'm happy that at least they're speaking out, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. And I think it's time for both of them to say, you know what? Our responsibility is to federal law first. So screw you and your policies. When when I get catch these guys, when the police department catches these guys, I'm immediately turning them over to ICE. Right. Yeah, we won't get to charge them and try them for whatever crime they've committed, but I can't give them to you anymore because when I do, you let them go and I end up with yeah. more victims. And I'm not doing my job and I'm not following federal law. You know, and and let the state, let the county, and I and I know I'm putting a lot on this guy, but you know what? Then if you can't do this, resign. You're the chief of police. Your job is not to protect illegal aliens. Yeah. Your job is to protect law-abiding citizens. And if you're not gonna do that, then resign and let somebody come along who will. And I guarantee when you get fired, you'll have plenty of attorneys that are willing to take your case. And maybe that kind of a case will finally make it to national news and people will start saying, what the fuck is going on here? Sorry for the language, but that's how pissed off I am that these people get murdered. Nobody seems to care. These two guys, okay, Locardo and Garcia, thank you so much for speaking out. But you know what? The issue is now over until the next person in your jurisdiction gets murdered. And we don't even know if there are other people that have been murdered. I guarantee you there's been other crimes committed by illegal aliens in Santa Clara County. But we have no idea. Um, And, you know, it's it's outrageous, just absolutely outrageous. No, absolutely. And I mean, just to just to clarify, you know, I. I, I agree 100% with what you said. Yeah, you know, and just for anyone out there that's that's listening, the the politicians in particular in California, New York, and everywhere else, they like to play these word games about saying we are not federal law enforcement, we're not this, we're not that, we are not authorized to enforce federal immigration law. They like to say that, right? And what's there's a huge difference between what they're saying and what's actually happening. And just so we're clear, every one of these police departments has the opportunity to work with ICE to a a varying degree. What's happening in Santa Clara County is they're basically saying, we are going to take positive steps to go out of our way to ensure that these guys get released back out onto the street. Whereas ICE would be more than willing to be waiting out in front of the police department or the the jail or wherever. When the, if, if these police departments are serious about cooperating, but not infringing upon whatever law they think they are. ICE is a phone call away. ICE has offices all over the country. They have sub offices. They have all different types of facilities all over the place that cover almost the entire country. So they could very easily say, hey, this guy's getting out in five hours, six hours, whatever it is. He's going to be out in the lobby. Go get him, right? There's no reason they can't do that. Right. Because they're not altering their internal jail process at all. They're just cooperating and saying, hey, this guy's going to be out front. We can't hold him for you. 
but here's where he's going to be. Knock yourself out, right? So there's, and that's not enforcing the law at all. That's simply cooperating with federal law. And I, th- there are a lot of lawsuits pending over detainers. And I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert on <laughs> the legalities of detainers and everything else. But the detainer traditionally had been used to hold people past their release time. And until that gets sorted out, there are ways to, to deal with that without violating law. Now, the ACLU and everyone else likes to say, well, enforcing immigration law is, is some violation of some mythical law that doesn't exist. But it's not, right? And all that needs to happen is someone inside the San Jose Police Department or the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department just needs to pick up the phone and say, this guy's being processed for release. He's going to be out front because I'm, I don't know if everyone's aware, but anytime someone gets booked into, jail, into a jail, at a minimum, they're in custody, probably four to six hours at a bare minimum, right? That's bare minimum. For the most part, it's closer to eight, eight to 12 hours, right? So all this nonsense about, you know, well, we can't cooperate. We can't do this. Yes, you can. You're just choosing not to. And not detaining people longer than the release time is one thing, but ignoring detainer requests like Santa Clara County did for this guy is absolutely abhorrent. I mean, it's Santa Clara, I'll say it. I mean, you said it too, but Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department is responsible for those people dying because they had an opportunity. They had multiple opportunities, more than I even knew about, to turn that guy over to ICE, but they refused to. And you think about it, even even if he wasn't deported, which he probably would have been because he sounds like he's been deported multiple times, so he would have, would have been deported again. But even the simple fact of him coming into ICE custody and being taken out of the country probably would have saved lives. I almost guarantee it. Now, you're never going to prevent everything. You're never going to be able to prevent every crime, obviously. But let's at least try, <laughs> you know, let's at least do our best, right? Let's at least use the laws that are written and use the tools that we have in our toolboxes to try to keep people from dying. But if I was a family of those people that were murdered, I would be suing the shit out of everybody because there is zero reason for those people to have, to have been murdered there, especially after what you told me about his, his rap sheet and his being that those arrests were so close to the time the murders happened there, there's zero reason for that to have happened. There's absolutely no reason. The problem is they could fight the, the family can file, file suit. It will be tossed immediately under the sovereign immunity provisions. That That's what happened yeah. to um, Kate Ste- in Kate Steinle's family's case. That's what happened to the Bologna family. That's what happened to me. I mean, we never actually went as far as filing suit because mm-hmm. the attorney who had the, who was dealing with the Bologna case, when that one got taught, that one got tossed right before my son was killed. And when I met with that attorney in his, you know, his office, they said, we're deciding whether to appeal this case or not, the, the Bologna case. So we're not going to take any more of these cases on yet <laughs> because, A, we don't want to waste your time and money and we don't want to waste our time. <clears throat> and when, you know, so he, they, they refused to take it on. And when the, um, when the case, you know, when, when the uh, Steinle family filed the lawsuit and I 
told some people, one of whom was a stylist, that it's going to get tossed. It's going to get. And now I'm not saying that it should. It shouldn't be. Sovereign immunity should be protecting somebody, you know, who does something that they didn't know they had no way of knowing was going to be, you know, that the decision they made was going to be bad. Sovereign immunity. I could see if this guy was a citizen and the law said, you know, like you have to keep him for 327 days and they kept him for 327 days. And their only choice at that point was to release him. They couldn't do anything else. There was, you know, no, they, they did everything to the letter of the law. Okay, fine. You should be protected if he now kills somebody, you know, the, the district attorney's office or whoever, the sheriff, whoever it is that released them. Okay, you did it. But when you release somebody like this and you had options right. and then something like this happens, there's no, it's inexcusable. You want to hear something even worse to take this, you know, to take this further down the drain. The county executive, a guy named Jeff Smith, um, he attacked the two, the sheriff, not the sheriff, the uh, chief of police and the mayor, saying they were, because they spoke out, saying they were acting unprofessionally and they were doing this for political reasons. Well, first of all, and what are you doing, Jeff Smith and the county council? You're not, you didn't do this for political reasons. You had a choice. You could have said, we're going to cooperate with ICE yeah. or we're not. And you decided not to. And why would you do that when you're dealing with criminals other than for political reasons? So, of course, that's, uh, that's utter nonsense. But then he said, and this is a quote, Obviously, with a murder like this, there are many factors that contribute to, contributed to it. It's not just the immigration status. It's not just the meta, meta, um, metamphetamine use. It's oh not just homelessness. Yeah. No, Jeff, it is the immigrant status. Because if he was not here, there would not be an issue of methamphetamine use, and he wouldn't be homeless. Well, and you had multiple opportunities yeah. to get him out of the country. Yeah. So it, I mean, these these people are unbelievable. Well, They're he's he's a sociopath, and that I want to touch on that real quick because that's a trick that these guys play, where he said it's not the it's not the immigration status, right? And you see what he's trying to do there. He's trying to make it sound as though. They're, he's trying to insinuate that everyone's painting all illegal aliens as murderers because that's what they do. And that's not what anybody's saying. Right. And to it, I, I, I know what he's trying to do, but the reality is he probably didn't commit a crime because of his immigration status. Right. In, in the general sense, you know, his immigration status was kind of irrelevant to him committing the crime. But the fact, like you said, he was homeless once. So there's one more person that could have been taken off the street. Right. And then two, yes, his the fact that he was in the country illegally beating his wife repeatedly is even more reason to get rid of him. So, yes, the immigration status does play a role in the overall picture of the crime because he shouldn't have been here. Right. And, you know, what's really funny about this, too, not funny, but sad is that for all this talk about, you know, women's equality and women's rights and me, too, and everything else, where, where are the women's groups on this? Right. This guy was beating his wife repeatedly and everyone had an opportunity to take this guy out of the picture and prevent that woman from getting beaten up again. Or maybe it was multiple women, you know, I would never know, but 
you had a chance not only to prevent murders, but you had a chance to protect a woman from being a victim of domestic violence over and over again. And you chose not to. So what do you, like you said, what are you trying to do, Jeff? Right. What, what is your goal here? Right. What you're talking about political points. Well, you're allowing a woman to get beat repeatedly by a meth head, right? Like as if domestic violence isn't bad enough, you're, you're talking about a woman getting beaten up while someone's high on meth, right? I mean, that's kind of what they're insinuating. He's a, he's a drug addict or, you know, and he's homeless. Like there, there's so many levels to this. And like we talk about these guys, they're just saying the opposite. Like they just say things that are the opposite of, of reality, or they're just changing the meaning of words to fit what they want you to think. And that is such a dangerous path to go down. And we see it. We're seeing it. I mean, not just with immigration, it, it's infecting so many other things nowadays, but th- this is cut and dry. It's not like this guy was here illegally and never committed any crime and then just killed a bunch of people like, okay. Yeah. Maybe you could make the argument that that would have been hard to prevent. Probably maybe, but there is zero reason that this, those people, those people's murders could have been absolutely 100% prevented. I mean, I can't say that enough. And you're saying it too. Like it, 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 it's, it's sickening. And it's one of those things that when you say it out loud, it doesn't seem like it's real. It doesn't seem like it could actually happen, but it is happening and it happens all the time. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know what's, what it's going to take to wake people up because how many more of these are we going to, we going to have to put up with? Well, you know, the excise uh, chief, Tom Holman um, was on, you know, one of the TV shows talking about this. And his comment was, he said, you know, quote, how many rapes and murders must be committed before the county works with ICE to protect the community? And I I happen to know Tom, got to be, you know, I'll say good friends with him um, over the years. And I was on a Fox show and I never got to say this um, on the show because they only give you a couple minutes. But the answer to that question is one. It's just, it has to be the right one. And when one of these people, Jeff Smith or Gavin Newsom or Jerry Brown or, you know, Kamala Harris, all these people that support this bullshit, when one of their loved ones gets killed, then this will probably stop or some other famous person who gets heard um, when one of their loved ones gets killed, it may stop because the reality of it is what these people are doing. And I know they'll never get charged this way. I'm not naive to think that they will, but it's true. What they're doing, this is treasonous behavior. The people that come into this country illegally, uh, they are invaders. Yeah. And I know when everybody uses that word, oh, well, how can you say that? Well, you know what? Let's see. Are they guests? No. Yeah. Are they visitors? No. Are they tourists? No. Are they, you know, so there's only a couple of categories. They've invaded the country. No yeah. different than somebody who breaks into your house. They've invaded your property. Except in this case, because it's the country, not, not a private residence, you are an invader. Right. And protecting invaders is a treasonous offense. 
And that's what that's what these guys guys have done. But it will take one of those people to get murdered or maybe raped. Um, You know, for for probably something to happen. But it but I'm I I even wonder and look, I don't know who I don't know Jeff Smith. He certainly sounds like an asshole from everything I've read about him and what he has said prior to this, because he was the county executive when Bambi Larson was murdered. Um, But I would love to hear what Jeff's wife has to say when one of his kids is murdered or his daughter, if he has, I don't even know if he has one, is raped. What is she going to say to him? Why, you know, I'd love to hear that. And, you know, is she going to be, oh, well, of course we couldn't deport that guy. It would be such a bad political statement. This is not politics. This is, no. this is you know, so that, that what this, again, and I know this has been a subject so many times when we've talked, because it always comes back to the same thing. It's the media's job to let the public know this is going on, and they refuse to do it. And, and as you did at the beginning, where you had to defend Fox, I will tell you something. When I see these stories, and I, I'll, a disclaimer, I've been on Fox many times talking about them, and I was on Fox and Friends first talking about this story. And believe me, I have a lot of problems with Fox News as well, not so much on the immigration stories, but a lot of other stories. But when when I look at this and I see that no one wants to tell the public this is going on, I, as you were saying, I, you know, how, how can you justify it? Yeah. You just can't. And you, again, you look at these other stories. I wrote a letter two years ago, maybe to the pub, uh, the uh, editor in chief of the LA times and ran through all these stories and said, why aren't, you know, why aren't you covering any of these? And even matched them up to some of the stories that were in the newspaper that were, garbage stories it's like you filled the paper with this but you won't print this story i mean to give you an example how bad it gets about five months ago the la times did a big story on um seguro cactus that were being um some killed some moved in arizona where they were building the wall (laughs) <laughs> Just a quick note on Seguro cactus, yeah. because I happen to be, I mean, I'm, I'm a gardener. I, if I could start my career over again, I'd be a landscape architect. I do all my own gardening, all my own maintenance, whatever. And when I took my son to, uh, then for anybody who doesn't know Seguro cactus or those ones that have the arms that, you know, they're okay. very, I mean, they're magnificent. And when I took my son to the University of Arizona, Drew, the one who was killed, uh, and drove through Seguro National Park to get there, and almost anywhere you drive in Arizona or southeastern California, you see these things. They're just everywhere, and they're magnificent, but they're protected. I mean, I wanted one so badly for my yard, but they're protected. Well, they did this entire story. You know, maybe a hundred of these things had to be, you know, killed or dug up and they didn't survive. And, you know, they were making this big deal over it. And I thought, oh, well, okay, I, you know, I get it um, that you get upset about it. 
So I started doing some research on saguaro cactus. Well, they are protected, but they grow like weeds in, in Arizona. This, this is just the Seguro National Park. This isn't the, the rest of the, um, the state. Every 10 years, they do an inventory. The, the first inventory they ever did, there were 900,000. That was in the year 2000. In 2010, there were, the, the 900,000 became 2 million. And in 2020, they hadn't done it yet, but it was estimated that there'd be over 3 million. So these things are growing like crazy. Now it takes 75 years for those arms to pop out. So it's not one of these things that, you know, they just, whatever it is. But if you're looking at it and, and I, and we have a thing here on the Spectrum Cable Channel has um, a news thing. And one day I just pop on the TV and it comes up to that channel and they're interviewing the woman who did the story. And I wrote both of them an email and I said, look, I get it. It's, it's, you know, these things, I understand this, they're beautiful, they're this, then they are. But are you willing to, to, to let a few cactus die to save the lives of American citizens when there are 10, probably over 10 million of these things and they're growing, they're, you know, the number, they're not, they're protected because they don't want people digging them up. And I can understand why they wouldn't want that. Right. But it's, they're not an endangered species by any stretch of the imagination. And here, you know, you're right, a big story in the Los Angeles Times. You're on this Spectrum News Channel. But an American gets murdered by people who would have been stopped by that wall. And you never, ever print that story. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll cry for the cactus and I'll ignore the, the American victim. I mean, that, that, that's what it comes down to. And of course, neither one of them answered. Lisa McRae was the anchor that was on um, Spectrum News. And I, I, I don't want to name the LA because there's so, I'm not sure which one it was. And I don't want to, uh, well, right. I think it was a woman named Molly O'Toole, but I could be wrong. It could be a different person, right. but it doesn't matter because she writes crazy stories too. I mean, immigration stories but never an immigration story about somebody who's been killed, murdered, raped, <laughs> or whatever. Never, 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 never. You know, the interesting thing about that, I mean, that, I mean that's just appalling on, on so many levels. What's kind of interesting about that, though, like if there is a silver lining to that ridiculousness, <laughs> is that if they have to resort to a story like that to try to discredit the immigration enforcement argument, then they've lost, right? They, ha they have no legitimate argument against enforcing the law or building the wall. They have to resort to protecting a cactus. And, you know, like you said, at the end of the day, wh what do you want? Do you want cactus or do you want people? Because for certain things, whether it's COVID or guns or whatever it is, no death is acceptable. And that's, I think what's interesting too, is people want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to make this a gun debate, but I like to point out the hypocrisy. It's like, okay, you want to enact all these gun laws, right? Because the argument is if we save just one life, it's all worth it. 
right? We got to lock down the economy. We got to, whatever it is, whether you agree or disagree, the, the argument is we have to do this in order to save lives, right? And if we save just one life, then it's all worth it, right? But why doesn't that argument apply to immigration? Yeah, I mean, that's I, I, one of the most bizarre things. And I know we've talked about it, but it's like, well, if you're killed by an illegal alien, yeah, that's cool. We, we don't we don't want to talk about that, you know, but God forbid you cut down a cactus. Now let's put that on the front page. It's. I, well, I'll, I'll look at the, the, the I have a lot of problems with most politicians, Republicans, Democrats, libertarians. I don't care what they are. Yeah. But the problem, the biggest problem that I have with Democrats, of which I was one for my entire life, is that they're hypocrites. Yeah. In in every single thing, your your point about yeah, if one person, you know, if one person is is killed, you know, we should do everything to make sure that never happens. But but if it's immigration, but then how many times have we heard, particularly over the last four years? No one is above the law. Yeah, yeah. The Democrats are saying <laughs> yeah. that every day. No one yeah. is above the law. Oh, except for these 11 to 30 million illegal aliens. You know, don't look over there because, you know, they're above the law. Um, and, you know, just look at some of the, you know, all the, which, you know, all the COVID restrictions these people throw out there and then violate them themselves. Yeah. And, it, and it, you know what? It's all Democrats. <laughs> Yeah. Now I'm not patting the back of the Republicans because they don't even care about that stuff. They seem to think it's you know you're taking away my freedom if you make me wear a mask. But at least they're being true to what maybe they're being stupid, but they're being true right. to what they feel. Where where these people are just you know they're ridiculous. And look, it's the same. I used to look at things. Um, you know, when there'd be a recall. And look, it's very tragic when a baby, you know, would, you know, either get its, you know, somehow get its head caught in the, in a, in something and it, and it died. I mean, that's horribly tragic. Right. And everything should be, you know, made that that never happens again. But you look at one of these things and it happened once in you know 20 years on the same kind of equipment or whatever it was right. and they're recalling every single one of them but when when somebody is killed every day it's not even someone it's multiple people are killed by illegal aliens it's ignored yeah so it's it's hypocrisy and it's at its worst and um but you know what again there's there's no pressure there's no pressure put to bear because the public's unaware. Well, um, I think, I mean, I know we've talked about it, but I mean, it's a good point too about the recalls because car companies recall cars all the time because there's the potential of someone being killed. Right. And obviously, I mean, that's a good idea. I'm not advocating that people drive <laughs> dangerous cars, but you know, everything that we do is, is based on, well, we have to make things safer. We have to make things better, but I think what's really what's really evil about is someone like Pelosi in particular is she she repeatedly says no one's above the law, right? Whether she's talking about Trump or whatever. But what a lot of these people do is they will throw in the term immigrant, right? 
they they've they're doing that on purpose. And I, I want to make that very clear. They're saying no one's above the law, but in the same breath, they're saying immigrants are only here to to work or immigrants are only here for a better life. So not only are they saying no one's above the law, but they're also conditioning you to accept the fact that everybody's an immigrant, right? Which is absolutely not true, right? You can we're talking about the law, right? You can agree or disagree with that. But what I'm talking about is what the law actually says. And the very politicians that are the ones that are responsible for writing and enacting, well, for writing these laws, they should know better because Congress writes immigration law, right? So they know what they're saying because they're the ones that write the laws. But when Pelosi or Schumer or whoever else, and I'm sure the Republicans do it too, but be aware of that because you're being trained, you're being conditioned to not think that illegal aliens are criminals. And I think that after so many years of that conditioning, I, th- I think a lot of people, I don't even think, how can I say this? I think a lot of people don't even know what they don't know, if that makes any sense, right? I, I think a lot of people today don't know that we have an immigration system, right? I mean, I think they do kind of somewhere in the back of their head, but I really think that a lot of people believe that we don't allow anybody in the country, right? I think they believe that Trump was just rounding up Mexicans, you know, or whatever stupid thing they, they think they know, right? So they, they've been conditioned through the politicians and the media and everyone else to think that, well, Immigrants have to come here and we need them. And this is just the way they have to do it. Well, again, no, that's not true. You can come here legally and there's no issue. But the issue that we all have is with illegal aliens violating the law, coming here illegally, and then the politicians that protect them and the police departments that protect them and the sheriff's departments that protect them and the sanctuary laws that protect them. And it's this series of horrendous choices that cost people their lives. And we haven't even, we don't talk about it too much, but think about all the other crime that gets committed. That's not a murder, right. Or a rape. Think about all the cars that are stolen, all the houses that are broken into. Think of all the, you know, air quotes, petty crimes that get committed. Right. A lot of those, I mean, they're not even on the radar of anybody. Right. So all this stuff is ignored for what, what, what's the reason for it? You know, I mean, I, I think we know, <laughs> but you got to ask yourself, why? Why, is, why are these crimes being ignored? Why are politicians pandering to people that are violating the law when there is a legal alternative? You know, it, it's, it's the same thing as if someone breaks into a house and says, I like this house. I'm going to live here now and I'll figure out how to pay for it later. Well, no, you don't get to do that. Because it's not fair to the person that actually has, you know, a mortgage or whatever. It's not fair to the person that owns that house or the person that's trying to buy the house, right? We have a system to do almost everything. And I don't understand why so many people think that there are no rules when it comes to immigration. It's just, that's ah, a free-for-all, whatever. <clears throat> well, you know. It blows part, my mind. Yeah, part of the problem is that you have, I mean, clearly all on the left – 
don't want to do anything about, well, I shouldn't say all on the left don't want to do anything about it, but all on the left, none will speak out against what the, what the left is proposing because I'm sure they feel they'll get, they'll get uh, you know, primaried and be out of work. Um, but you also have people on the right that get pressure from the Chamber of Commerce and, and other business interests and big donors that also want the illegal immigration. And, I have, I, and I'm sure there's another issue, but I've never been able to think of another issue that both sides support even though it's for completely different reasons. And, and of course, the reality of it is neither side should be supporting this, but, right. but they do because look, if you're a Democrat, you support it for you know, essentially three reasons. The first being that you, you know that you're, you're fighting for the families of these people to support you if they're you know the family members that are in the country legally every year now you've been getting a um uh, i've called annuity of hundreds of thousands of voters new voters that are the children of these people that were born here and then you know became of age to vote right <laughs> and most of them are voting for democrats right then you're getting all the money that's doled out because of the census and everything that's going on with that right now. So these people getting counted brings more money. And since most illegal aliens live in blue or purple states, <laughs> most, but you know, New York, Illinois, obviously California, um, you're getting the benefit of, of representation <laughs> that you shouldn't have. And those states that are either purple or maybe were red, but have a lot of illegal aliens, these people are eventually going to turn those states blue. So there's not one negative reason for you to not want these people here other than the fact that you're helping violate the law. Right. And then, of course, on the other, you know, on the Republican side, it's you're either in a district that's becoming very heavily Hispanic for the most part, in some cases Asian, but it's mostly Hispanic. And you're afraid if you're too strong against it, illegal immigration, you'll lose your job. But mostly it's the pressure you're getting from from business that you want my campaign donations. Stay away from this issue because. I, I, it's cheap labor and I don't want to get rid of it. (laughs) So, you know, it's very logical why they're doing it. It's reprehensible. It's reprehensible that they're doing it. Yeah, I I totally agree. What's interesting about that though, is especially in in 2020, there were a lot of, and I, I hate to, I don't like to identify people this way, but they talked about it for the election. There were a lot of Hispanic people that, voted for Trump. Right. So I, I really, it really bothers me when I hear people say, well, the Republicans have to do it to maintain the vote. I don't think that's the case because why are you assuming that all Hispanic people are in favor of illegal immigration? I mean, that, that in and of itself is awfully racist is to say, well, all Hispanic people think the same way or all Hispanic people are, are supporting illegal immigration. You know, I, 
No, no, you're 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 absolutely right. They don't. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people through the years when I've been out speaking, they're Hispanic, would come up to me, and after you know whatever you know the the event or whatever was over, and would say to me, "I'm so sorry, you know, for your loss. You have to understand, I, I we don't all think that way. Yeah. The problem is that a enough do, but b a lot of those people, they look at, you know, like most voters should, they look at all of the issues and there are many of the other issues, they side with the left. So it's hard for them to break away from one issue, even though they say, I disagree with that. And look, many are harmed by it. Anybody right. who came here legally that's, you know, has does not have a great education, but they went through the process and did everything you're supposed to do. And they're now working and they're you know, they're doing everything we want an immigrant to do, um, which is basically just follow the law and be like everybody else here, which is fine. They're doing all that. And then they're getting supplanted. Right. I mean, what's going to happen, you know, and, and it you know, hopefully won't happen. But if all of a sudden Biden manages to give all these illegal aliens citizenship. Right. And all or, or just legalization at the beginning, all of a sudden these people are going to have what anywhere between seven and 12 million, depending on how many people you think are here, people competing for their jobs. Yeah. So why? Yeah. Why would you want that? So, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, when you say Hispanic, I mean, that's they're they're doing that for that reason. But it doesn't necessarily translate. Right. Um, you know, right after California voted to give illegal aliens driver's licenses, the L.A. Times did a poll and the majority of Hispanics were against it. Right. So, you know, but again, and it's hard for them sometimes to speak out because they may have a relative who's here. And, you know, so they're like, well, I'm against this and he shouldn't be here, but I can't speak out publicly. And, and I understand that, you know, I mean, so. But you're you're absolutely right, and I think if you could have a single issue vote on something, you would see an Hispanic population that probably the majority would vote against, you know, some of the things that are going on if you were just yeah. voting on the immigration aspect and not the candidate. Well, the interesting thing about that too is if you take illegal immigration out of the picture, like forget about that for just a second let's say you are here illegally, right? And let's say you've been established for a little while, which I know whatever that means, but even that person should be against uncontrolled illegal immigration, right? Because the more people you flood, the more people you flood into um, a particular society it drives up costs, right? Everything gets more expensive. The competition for work goes up. The competition for housing goes up. So everybody should be against it, right? Because you can't have an unlimited supply of workers because there's only so much land, right? There are only so many jobs, right? There are only so many schools, right? There, there's, there has to be an end to it, you know? And Everybody's trying, all the people that are in charge are benefiting from all this. And the irony is you're actually probably hurting the very immigrants, using air quotes, the very immigrants you claim you want to help. 
you're, you're actually harming them, to be honest, because, you know, people that aren't illegal aliens, yeah, they're going to suffer and there's going to be more crime and taxes are going to go up and everything else. But <laughs> the, the people that really get impacted are the people that probably work for those those cash $5 an hour jobs or whatever it is, because they're just going to get replaced with someone else that's willing to work for $4 an hour under the table. And the next person's going to come in and they're going to willing, they're going to be willing to work for $3 an hour because that's still $3 more an hour than they were making in whatever country they came from. When I first got into this issue, I remember an article, I, I should have saved it, but I wasn't doing that at the time. And they were, they were talking about uh, the last amnesty. So this is, you know, nine, 10 years ago. They were talking about, you know, the uh, Reagan amnesty. And they were interviewing um, farm, different farmers, not the workers, the farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, and every single one of them without fail said the same thing that after the amnesty was created, they lost all of their employees. They, they all went away and all, um, you know, had to be, because they could get better jobs and better pay. Right. And, you know, they had to start over. And who did they start over with? More illegal aliens. Right. Were coming to town. So... It, right. It's, 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 it's like, yeah, let's do the same. It, let's do the same thing we did 30 years ago because it works so well. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's probably a, a good place to end for the day. Uh, I think we've covered a lot and I hope everybody learned something. I hope everyone understands what we're trying to say that, <laughs> There, there's no benefit to illegal immigration, right? Nobody benefits. And well, the people that do, I should say, are the ones that are in charge, the politicians, the people that run large corporations, the people that exploit illegal aliens for cheap labor. But the average person, the average legal immigrant, and <laughs> as much as I hate to admit it, even illegal aliens don't benefit from uncontrolled illegal immigration. And that's just from an economic standpoint, you know, we talked about crime and a lot of the crime that we talked about gets committed in the immigrant community. So what's the point of all this? I, you know, you got to ask yourself, well, who's benefiting from this? Because it's not anybody that anyone claims is benefiting. It's, it's the people at the top. So I think we'll end there before I jump out of the window of my house because I can't take it anymore. (laughs) But I think that was a good show. So I will sign off for the night. Uh, So thanks everyone for listening. I hope you learned something. Uh, We will put all these stories that we talked about in the show notes. Hope everyone has a good night and we will talk to you next time. All right. Bye everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you.